0: Okay, so you want to start the conversation and the first thing that I want to ask is that I don't know, but is it that the duties of fatherhood is not made clear to men? What is fatherhood at all? Okay.
1: Alright, before I answer that question, I think we need to pray. So bow your heads with me. And Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We give you glory. We bless your holy name. Father, we have come to learn from your feet. We ask that your presence be with us. We ask that your spirit will guide us. Father, give us answers, oh God. Let, oh God, my tongue be like the tongue of the learned. Let me have, oh God, the tongue of the ready writer. And let me write something in the hearts of people that they will live with. Oh God, that it will make a difference and an impact in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Okay. I was told to, to, to give a shout out before I start. So I'm going to do that. I have a colleague at work called Lisa and um, her husband, Gary, they are watching. Live and they said I should say hi. So hi, Lisa and um, Gary. I have another colleague called Rachel. I'm going to do her next week. Okay. So what was the question again? So
0: the question is, what is fatherhood? Is it that we don't understand it? Right.
1: Okay. So the, the a father essentially is a progenitor. A father is a beginner. You know, the, the seed of that forms a baby or that forms a fetus in the womb of a of a mother comes from a father. So, a father is a beginner. I think I've said it in this church that you don't have only one father. There are a plethora of fathers. In fact, we have about nine fathers. You have your biological father that is the father that... Whose seed you are or whose genes or DNA you carry. That is your biological father. Then you have, we have, in fact, we have father, our father in heaven. That's the first father. He gave us the breath of life. So he is our father. We pray our father who is in heaven, the Lord's prayer, isn't it? So we address him as our father. So he's the first father. Then you have your biological father. And then you have your father, um, maybe a, a father who looks after you. Uh, somebody takes charge to look after you in life. So that is a, like a surrogate father. Or a father, some people have don't have fathers, but they have mothers who play the role of fathers. I know somebody who says that anytime it's Mother's Day, I send my mommy a card. When it's Father's Day, I send my mommy a card. It is right, because the mom, a single mother, probably fathered and mothered the, 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 the child. Are, are, you, are you getting it? Yeah. Does it
2: mean that um,
3: just being a baby daddy is not being a father?
1: The fact that you're a baby daddy, the fact that you, 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 you your seed is the one that generated, and if you don't take any active part in the child's life, that doesn't qualify you as a father. Are you with me? So, they have, that is, that is the reason why a lot of people have misconceptions about this notion, fatherhood. A lot of, when you say fathers, it generates a lot of emotion, negative emotions on in people because they didn't have fathers that looked after them. Some, some of them, the fathers molested them. So, when you say fathers, they, they just, it's negative. Are you getting it? so, so, but, but in all these, in these stories, that negative if you like, there's usually one or two people that along the line came in and picked up the mantle and looked after the person. I was having a chat with uh, somebody yesterday and they were telling me that they, they haven't met their father since they've been on earth. Their father just impregnated the mother and left. And their mother died at the age of, the three of some, three or five. And so it was the mother-sister that took them up. And the mother-sister was not married and then got married. And so the the uncle of the by marriage is the one that has fathered him up to this, this point. Now God has blessed him. The biological father is now looking for him. It, 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 it's a very common story. You see, and such a person can look at fatherhood as a very negative thing without realizing that the uncle didn't have to take care of him. But the uncle stood in as a father and raised him as his own child. So when you talk about fathers, that is his father. So I would say to that person, don't relate with that, th- that uncle as an uncle or a stepdad or whatever. Relate with that person as your father. Because we have nine fathers. We have biological father, substitute father, father-in-law, father of a church, father of a movement, father in Christ, father in sin. A lot of fathers.
0: Wow. But my question is that, you see, the duties of fathers, has it been evolving with time? Or has it always been stagnant? Like, this is what the father is supposed to do. Um. Yes
1: and no. Yes, because... There there are traditional roles that people play. Okay, traditional roles as a a mother is the one that looks after the child, the one whose breast, the the baby uh, sucks and everything. And the father is the one who sometimes, or most of the time, we know fathers to be the um, person who disciplines, person who breadwinner, And all that. But as life has gone on, we see that mothers work. Some mothers work more than fathers. Some fathers are now stay-at-home dads to allow mothers to go and work. Because the mothers earn more than the fathers. There are various reasons. So you see that as we go on, the, the roles are changing a little bit. But the traditional roles remain, if you like. So, I can give you some roles of of a father if you like. I can tell you. Like, a father is supposed to be a role model. Mm -hmm. But we can say that not everybody's natural biological father is a role model. But along the line, you come into contact with a father figure who becomes a role model, a mentor. So, that is your father. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Paul says that you have not many fathers, which means that you have a few fathers. Some are fathers, spiritual fathers. The the spiritual father can take the place of your biological father.
3: Okay, so there's a time where you mentioned that like um, if somebody, the father is just a uh, a baby daddy and Mm. they just went away, didn't do anything to raise them up as a father. But what if the father then wants, is looking for you because they want to have that relationship. So you you mentioned that if, if I were that person, I would relate as the uncle, as the father. But what if the father wants to have that relationship? Maybe, maybe he's found God and he just wants to, he's realized his mistakes and he wants to. Um,
1: You know, sometimes there are motives. There are different motives. What is, what is, uh, uh, influencing his decision? Because this particular story, the guy was saying that the father has heard that the, the boy has, is now in uh, United Kingdom, which probably means pounds, which probably means blessings. So that is why he's now decided all of a sudden that I need to go and look after my son, look for my son. I mean, for the first 27, uh, 28 years of his life, he was not around. So now that he's coming, what role is he coming to play? Is he coming in as a father or is he coming as a friend? What is it? You know, so I'm not shutting the door, but I'm going to say that, check the motive. You know, the Bible says in in Ephesians 6, that honor your fathers and your mothers. This is the first law with a promise. It never said, understand them. It never said, honor them when they have done the right things. No, fathers usually, there's no book to teach somebody how to be a father. So, they are also learning and evolving as they are going on. So, they may make mistakes. You may have to forgive them. Honor doesn't mean that suddenly become a son after 28 years. I would say the person who has looked after you all these
0: 28 years, continue letting that person be your father. All right. You know, when you were talking, you said that um, a mother too can be a father. And that's one of the things that I want to f- clearly understand. You know, there are people that say, that, oh, my mom is my dad and my father at the same time. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, is there a distinctive something that make, because if that's the case, then there will be no need for fathers in the first place. So is there a distinctive role that fathers can only play, that mothers, we respect being a mother and a dad can play?
1: There is There is a distinctive role, distinct role that fa I don't care how good a mother is. They can never play that role. Are you with me? Just as there's a role that I don't care how good a father is, they cannot play that role where the mother is. Because naturally, God has given a certain grace and a certain gift that is given to a father. Are you with me? Or or a mother. You know, I don't care how, how maternal a man is. They can never go to the labor ward and push a baby. You understand? That gift is for the the, the woman. And I don't care how macho the, the, the man the woman is, she can never produce a seed to father a child. So there is a role for a father, there's a role for a mother.
0: Oh all right. You know, like most times we when you are in the house, you get to know that the talkative in the house is mostly the mom. Mm. And uh, the, f- the fathers are like, it, 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 it's only when they are interested in certain issues that they talk. So, if you are a child and you want to have a relationship with your dad and you want your dad to open up, how do you do that? That's
1: a very good question. Um, it's true. Most times, fathers are quiet. And sometimes, because they are quiet, every negativity and debt is heaped on the father. Are you with me? For instance, if the fathers will tell you the reason why they had an affair outside the marriage with your mom or the mom is because your mom is a very cantankerous person mm-hmm. and not easy to live with. But you see, they will keep quiet and take the blame because mm-hmm. that's what fathers naturally do. You, you know, and, and mothers are always you know, your father is this, your father is that your father is this, anything they are feeling if they are hungry, they will take it and, and they will lambast the man in front of you and give you that negative mindset of who the father is but I would assure you that when you grow up as a man and grow to a certain uh, age you will begin to appreciate your father the more, you will begin to see there were things that daddy that knew which informed the behavior that he had in the house that you didn't know at the time. I can use myself as an example. When I was growing up, my father did a few things that we thought was, he's a very mean person, he's a very, but I think my father was the most misunderstood person. He had a good heart, and a, he was he loved the children, and his love was not the same as my mother's love. My father has a tough love, You know what a tough love is? So he'll push you up. My father, I don't for the life of me, I don't remember the first time my father said, oh, well done, I'm proud of you. He never said it in front of me, but he said it so many times behind my back to so many people. Are you getting it? So I would think my father is a hard person. My father is not, it's like this, it's not, it's like that. But it's not true. They are one of the most misunderstood uh, people in the home because they don't say much. And then next, last, how do you get them to talk? Sometimes, it depends on how mature you are as a son. Are you with me? Because if you are matured and you go and sit with him like as a man and you start asking questions, the question you ask will generate certain uh, uh, answers. It may not generate the emotions, but it will generate the answers for you to know.
3: There are some fathers, though, that are passive. You know, like they, they, they're there. They, they may um, think I love you, or, but, but they're still passive. They're not there. They don't do anything with you. Um, and I, I believe that it, it affects the child, uh, that's great but like when you grow up it also affects you how you relate to like a, fi- a male Definitely. Uh, so how how as a person i'm, I'm just gonna uh, take us away to the person that's on the receiving end of a, a father um being passive not being around maybe being alcoholic abusive and stuff and then when they grow up they have different relate they can't relate with males um because of that how how can they help themselves
1: that's a brilliant question. Um, I would I would relate it this way. Most father, every father, has been a child, and the example they had as fatherhood was the father they had. Does that make sense? For instance, my father. When I grew up, matured, I had my own children. I went as a married man to visit him, and we chatted. And I asked him a question, very, very deep question. And I said to my father, "Why is it that you never ever hugged me?" My father had eleven children, and I was the last child. And I'm supposed to be his favorite child, but I don't remember ever my father hugging me, ever. And he said. I did the best I could. Because if I were to tell you my father what my father did to me, what I did was a, a vast improvement of fatherhood. I, I, are you getting it? Yeah. And, and so, uh, talking about like alcoholics, most children who are brought up by alcoholics hate their parents, hate their fathers because of what they did, their abuse or abuses, and. and and sometimes the passion for hatred repeats itself. Yes. Before they realize they are also doing the same thing to their children. What they hated, they are doing it. Because the, 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 the devil, your father's devil that you don't deal with becomes your devil. In the Bible, I'll give you an example from the Bible. Abraham gave his wife to a king to sleep with. When Abraham was doing that, Isaac, was his son, was not there. But guess what? After many years, Isaac, his son, also did the same thing. So, you, the, the, your father's devil are your devils. So, if you don't want them, you have to come to that point of severing the relationship of your father's devil from you. And the first way to do it is by learning to forgive your father. And that goes for all ladies as well. Your father's devils are your devils. So you have to learn to disassociate yourself from your father's devils. Am I healing somebody? Am I talking to somebody? Everybody's quiet, so I'm wondering whether it's like we are having a private conversation and you are looking in.
0: Yeah, Their questions will come. Okay.
1: How, how many understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So so. You have to, the way to overcome your father's devils is, number one, learn to forgive your father. Number two, move away from blaming him. If you see from his eyes as a victim, then that is the first step towards your deliverance. Remember, forgiveness is a medicine you take for yourself, not for the perpetrator of whatever they've done to you. When you forgive somebody, you haven't done anything to to them. You haven't uh, uh, given them anything. You have given yourself something. So you forgive them. Then you pray and ask God to help you break from that whatever hold he probably was under. Because you see a lot of fathers who are womanizers, for instance. Their children grow up very bitter because they were denied certain things. And guess what? They also end up having children here, there, everywhere, and not looking after them. It's it's a spirit that, or a demon, that repeats itself. If it's not dealt with, it carries to the next generation. I pray that by the end of today, if you are in that category, that uh, uh, demon will be broken from your life. If you believe, say Amen.
0: Okay, so, like, if you're in a house and you're, you know, the the dad or the father is seen as like the disciplinarian, the fearful one, the mother is seen as the all loving, the all everything. How do you as a father try to correct that? In as much as you want to discipline them, you still don't want to be like, when they see you, they stop everything that they are doing. How do you correct that?
1: Um, I think that there's a distinction between the role of a father and having a relationship with your children. A lot of people, want to be fathers and not have a relationship with a child. Are, are you with me? You, we, we all must learn that your child is a child and is also growing and developing relationships. As we are like, um, uh, for instance, if you don't learn to hug and love on your baby girl, your child girl growing up, The first day somebody will show that love and hug, they might end up in their arms. But when you are very dothing and you're you're hugging and anybody who does that to to them, it's, it's nothing new. I'm used to it. I'm used to somebody complimenting me without wanting anything from me because that's what my dad did. So when you compliment me, it doesn't mean I should sleep with you. But if they were not used to it, when they receive a compliment, they will think that it means I have to pay something back in return. Am I talking to any dad here? So learn how to, to hug your children. You, you know, I I caught myself doing the same thing, not saying to my children, I love you, hugging them, and I corrected it. You know, and sometimes when I say I love you, they go, ayo, ayo, but... But it's not for them, it's for me. Because I, I know the, um, the, if you like, what it did, the, the disadvantage that cost to me. So I try my best to, to be a better example than my dad was. I remember my dad took me to the uh, secondary school my first day, Form 1. He took me to the secondary school. He left me there. And I never saw him again. He never ever visited me. T- For the seven years I was in the school, he never came there, ever. But I make an effort to go visit my, my children. Not often, but I go. <laughs>
3: okay, so as a father, how do you manage to juggle between competing interests like children, wife, and job? How do you.
1: Okay, before I answer that, I'll, you are talking about disciplinarian. And like, when you come to my house, for instance, the role is a little reversed. My, my wife is the disciplinarian when they were growing up. You know, and I'm like the friend. I'm the one who clowns and plays with them. But when they cross a certain line, then I'm the one who takes on their discipline. Not necessarily to smack or whatever. Are, are you getting it? But I'll be clowning with them, but when I, maybe I lift my eye or I say something, immediately they know the difference between play and now he's not in relationship. Now he's taking the role of a father. Uh, are you getting it? So it's, it's how you, what you train the children with is what they grow up with. Because I didn't want, I, I didn't have that relation with my children. So I tried my best to play with my children all the time. And I'm sure my, my son and my daughter will tell you that I'm their friend. Um, apart from being a father, I'm their friend. I can never say that my father was my friend. He was my father period. It
0: was a serious business.
1: (laughs) Where, where are they? Would they say it? You can't say it's not true.
3: Yeah, I, I asked a question uh, about uh, the competing interests. Um, how do you juggle between ch- your children, job?
1: and? How do you juggle you between your children, job, your ministry, wife, yeah. whatever? Yeah. Um, at every time, being a father never goes away. You are a father because of the children. You are a husband because of the wife. You are a pastor because of the congregation you have. You don't stop. Let, hold on, pause. This is the time for my child. Pause. This is the time for my wife. So my children, everybody out from the room. Uh, let me have my husband time, and then wife go away. This is the time for children. No, it's not like that. It becomes a lifestyle you live. So you 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 are all encompassing, so that the children understand when they can come to you and everything and they know when it's time for others. And I think my children have grown up as from there was always one or two or three people in the house that I'm looking after. There was never ever a time that it was like my children alone. I always have somebody around or some people who are co-children with them and they understand. And they are not jealous. They know I have a, enough
0: room in my heart for everybody. Have I answered your question? Yes. Uh, do you have questions so far? Uh, do you have anybody who has written a question down with relation to? If you do want to ask, princess. Uh, okay. Yes, we have one.
1: Your name and where you're calling from.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to ask, um, you talked about forgiving uh, your dad that has not been around your life for however many years. But I'm the type that I cannot say I forgive unless I feel it. So, I cannot say something because, okay, for example, because I'm a Christian. because the person says I'm sorry I have to forgive. I have to feel it. So I feel like okay now it's time to say it. So does that make you a bad person when it takes longer than others to forgive? and Especially for someone that's not been in your life for over 20 something years. Mm.
1: Um, It doesn't make you a bad person. What it does is that It affects your relationship with other people. That's the first thing. Number two, it affects your health. You know, certain illnesses like arthritis, cancers, high blood pressure, and all those related diseases that it comes with, starts with your blood boiling or anger or unforgiveness that you have for somebody. So, forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself, not your dad. Your dad doesn't need to earn your forgiveness. You need to forgive him for yourself. Are you with me? Most dads were ignorant or they had their own issues. They had their own demons. It doesn't mean you have to import that demon. It doesn't mean you have to uh, 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 live with it and let it um affect your relationship. Because what you don't realize is your relationship your relationship to authority figures has been affected. Your relationship to men has been affected. Your relationship to your children will be affected just because you haven't forgiven him. And he's living his life. He's gone on. He's happy. He's somewhere by now. I'm sure he's doing whatever he's doing and you are sitting here stewing over something he did not do. I'm not, I'm not uh, um, uh, excusing his behavior, but you you let him go or you forgive him for yourself so that you don't get ill. You don't have to feel it to let it go. Make a decision today that I am going to let it go for myself. And to help you, before long, you see that your relationship with authority figures will change. Your relation with other men in your life will change. You become more understanding, more accommodating, more more loving because you have let go. You think you are loving, but you are not. You think you are easy to live with, but you are not. And the only reason is because you haven't forgiven your, your start in life or the mistake that was done to you. You haven't let go. So, it's affecting you. It's clouding and changing your behavior without you realizing. You think you're okay but if the person that is with you or closest to you, if if your boyfriend would be honest and tell you, you you're not an easy person to live with and that stems from that. So, I pray that your gift on Father's Day today or my gift to you on Father's Day is for you to let go of the Pain and the anger and the hate, so that you can be a better and a freer person.
0: Okay. Do you have another question? Okay. Uh, Kwame, Kwame wants to ask. But can, can you come f- a bit so we can see you? Yeah, we yeah. want to see you. Yeah, but a follow up to the Reverend. I want to know is it fair? Because, you know, like somebody has done all the wrong things and suddenly <laughs> it's like I have to do this to to help get my health right. I have to do this, to get my relationship with others going, I have to do this. It's like, the person is like,
1: unforgiveness is like a poison you take, hoping somebody else will die. You you are taking the poison, hoping somebody, have you ever heard that before? That you're taking poison and you're hoping somebody will die. That person will never die. You are killing yourself. You know, so when you let go, you haven't done. You haven't given him any gift. You have given yourself that gift. It's like saying that I'm going to imprison myself so that my father will see what he has done to. He doesn't even care that you're in prison. He's gone.
3: So does that also apply to people whose fathers um, have already gone and died?
1: That's even the the one that is is that affects people the most, especially when the the evil they did to you. They've gone to the grave with. So it's like you don't have a, 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 an avenue to vent. So you don't have closure in your in, 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 in frustration. I, I will say that what I would I would do if you are in that uh, category, today I'm going to take that place of your father. And then come and tell me your frustration. Come and tell me everything that you wish you were telling him. And as you do that, you receive healing in the name of
0: Jesus. So let's take the question from Francis. Okay, okay, JD. The mic.
4: Hello? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in a position where I have forgiven my father. I'm trying to have a relationship with him, but he's not giving anything back. So do I let it go, or do, do I continue to pursue
0: the relationship? Good question.
1: Um, sometimes, they, 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 you forgive forgiving him, you want to pursue a relationship, but because of the lack of acceptance, you know, sometimes when the father doesn't accept you at the beginning of life, you are clinging on, you become clinging, you're trying so hard to be accepted. And sometimes you may come, you may come out as somebody who's trying too hard. I would say that let the relationship evolve itself. Mm-hmm. Don't try too hard. If he's willing, fine. If it's not, remember I said to you that um, you don't have one father, you have many fathers. So if I were you, I would develop the father relationship with other fathers who are in my life. You know, and one day, who knows? If he comes and he wants to have a relationship, fine. If he doesn't, your life is no worse because you have other fathers in your life who will take that role and play as good if not better.
0: Yeah, Francis.
5: two questions. I think we want to
1: see you, so come closer. Oh, the, yeah. the microphone is Don't worry, the microphone won't do anything. Awake, come will <laughs> <laughs> work,
5: Okay. So... so,
1: so you, Eunice, I think you should be on this side. Are you... Yeah, be on this side, so that um, Prince will be on that side. Yeah, go on.
5: Today is Father's Day, but my, my question is most often, children who are better to their father mostly don't experience their father themselves. Mm. Most often, the experience of the mother which is passed on to the child, then mm. the child feel better yes. towards the father. Mm. So one of my question is, today is Father Day. I think we have a lot of mothers around, we have a lot of mothers watching. Mm. What advice can you give to a mother mm. for not being, the transmitter of a better experience to the child? And two, what can you tell mothers about the impact of a father in a child's life, such that no matter her experience, you he wouldn't deny the child of such an experience? I think that's a mother. brilliant
1: question. I think you should put your eyes together. Okay. There are some people in the foyer. Is it possible to get them in? I don't are they looking at this? Oh, okay. Right. So let me deal with, with the, the impact of what mothers, the anger mothers carry on children. Let me deal with that first. You know, sisters, are you here? Yes. Are you here? Yes. Never ever fight your Fight with the child as a, thro- a trophy, most children are denied their parent, their father's love because the mother was angry. And if I'm angry, you will see the child again. You, this, that's because they know that the father wants to have a relationship with the child, and to punish the father for whatever relationship uh, or lack of relationship, they use the children as their weapons for their uh, anger. What you are doing is you are destroying the child because the father can move on, the man can move on, have other children and have relationship with those other children. But what you have done is you have denied the child the love of a father. I don't care how good a mother you are. You can never ever love your children as well as a mother and a father should. Your anger is to the man. It is not the children's anger. Let the children have their own relationship with the the father. However bad the man is, let them have their own relationship. If the children have a a bad relationship with their father, then that's fine. We can deal with that. But you don't impose your bitterness on your children. It's not fair. It's like saying that I have a wound. And because I am hurt and I have an open wound, I'm going to take a knife and cut my child so that my child will have the same wound so that they will they will feel what I'm feeling. It's not fair. You are damaging the child. And the child doesn't deserve that. Okay? And the second part of the question was what was the second part of the question?
5: Okay, you've answered it all in one. Yeah. Oh.
3: So I also think, I don't know, I don't know, I also think that if, if um, a mother aff- um, stops the child from having a relationship with the father, when the child grows up as well, it will affect a relate- the relationship with the mother as yes. well. Yes. Most of the time, the children grow up hating mom. Yeah. Because when, you see, truth
1: can never be hidden forever. Somehow, truth comes up. Especially when the father wanted to have a relationship. Maybe the father may have done something bad to the mother. That is one thing. But if the child, the father wanted to have a relationship with the, with the children and they were denied it, somehow, even if the father doesn't say it, somehow the truth comes out. And when the children find out the truth, they will never forgive you. So right now, it's like you think you have won the war. You won the battle. But the, in the long run, you lose the war. You may lose the children just because of your anger. Don't allow your anger to cloud your judgment. Uh, the fact that you're a mother does not give you the right to detect what relationship the father can have with the, with the child. It doesn't, it doesn't give you that right. If any you have 50% right, as, as much right as the father. So you can never use the child as a, a
0: weapon against the man. That is totally wrong. Okay, so like if you are a child now coming to hear some of these things, how do you sort of correct your mom? Because if it's like something that is continuously happening, how do you correct your mom and tell her that?
1: Um, You can't correct your mom. Depending on your age, if you're young, there's no way you can correct your mom. I'm talking about
0: somebody who is quite matured. Uh,
1: I would say seek counsel. Come for help. Come for advice. Because there's a way to go about things. Mm. You know, there's a way to go about things without... Because you don't also want to incur the wrath of your mom, so it says it's wisdom. You've got to use wisdom to balance and get the best of both worlds. Because sometimes when you, as a child, you go to the mother, you go to your father. The mother will feel betrayed, and they may not be happy with you. Are you getting it? So it's a balance that you've got to have.
6: Okay, another
0: question.
7: This my own personal question that I want to ask. So what about if you were a kid and all that you experienced was domestic violence between your dad and mom?
1: love Did everything for you? Put your arms around your wife and uh, <laughs> encourage her to talk. Are we receiving healing? Are we receiving healing? Yeah. yeah. It's, receiving healing? It's, yeah. It's, all, it's all right to cry. It's all right. Yeah, go on. Finish your question.
7: Of that is like you have a missed feeling. It's like mm-hmm. you love him sometimes, you hate him sometimes, and you feel like asking him a question, like why that was going on. Even all those things, mm-hmm. he was still loving us, even he had like other kids somewhere. We mm-hmm. were his favorite, even his last penny, he would just give it to us, clothe us well, everything, even look after my grandmother. But sometimes it's like, when you are doing something, you feel like doing it, you feel like not doing it. But because I have like this good heart of giving, I just give it out. but no, really, really, from my heart, I still feel like it's not my responsibility to do, to do it. Yeah. And sometimes I just feel like asking him like, what was going on like if it was my mother's fault or my dad's fault, so I know how to deal with it. If he was here for them, I can just forgive her. But sometimes if I give, it, give him something, I find it so hard, really, really hard. And I just feel like, if it wasn't like what you did, you would have been here, actually sorting yourself out. It would not been my responsibility to do it. I really, really love him, but because of those things, it's not, the love is not really strong.
6: Well, you
7: know,
1: sometimes, 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 we, we all love our mothers, isn't it? Isn't that true? Yes. We all love our mothers because that is the breast you suck and that gives a special bond between mother and a child. And, and the fact that your mother is as loving and as gentle and as nice as you think, does not mean that your mother is a very nice person, nice human being to live with. You may be you may be shocked to find out that most of the reason the Bible says it's better to dwell at the top of a roof than to live in a white house with a quarrelsome and a brawling woman. If you have a quarrelsome and a brawling woman, it affects it, doesn't matter how loving you are, it affects the way you deal with you, you, you relate. Are you with me? I'm not saying your mom was like that. I, 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 don't know the relation. Sometimes you may have very good people like a good man and a good woman, but when you put them together, it's a very toxic relationship and it doesn't work and maybe fighting, 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 fighting throughout. What you don't and for those of us who are married, I mean, this is a good example of what our petty squabbles creates in a child. Are are you with me? The petty point scoring, fighting can create a long standing. I mean, this is a married woman now with children and she's still not able to get over what happened in a childhood. Are, Are you with me? The perpetrators or the two parties involved, they've moved on with their lives. Are you with me? The father is married somewhere, the mother is married somewhere and they're happy but the, the children are still hurting. And, and that happens. I will say that it is not your place to come between their marriage. Your duty or your place is being a child. And you treat the, the relationship separate. So your relationship with your mother is separate. Your relationship with your father is separate. As you're saying, he was loving, loving back. Don't go into their marriage and try and say, because you didn't treat my mom well, I'm not going to be a good daughter to you, no. Because you don't know what your mom did. And fathers, like I said, are very quiet people. So they may not tell you how the extent of what your mother may have done. I'm not excusing him because I'm not, I don't know the story, but I'm trying to say that just be a child and have your relation relationship with your father, and don't get involved in their marriage. Because obviously their marriage failed, obviously they both moved on. So it's not your place to go and do a post-mortem of their marriage. Have
0: I answered your question? Okay. Do you have another? Okay, Patrick. Okay, thank you. Uh, My question is, what
3: if uh, you are not a biological father, Mm. but you play a
0: role as a father figure Mm. to some children, Mm. and you do everything, like paying school fees, supporting them, and do everything. But when it comes that there is a conflict or there is a problem, and you're appearing like to rebuke or to discipline, what you're getting back is like, you are not my father. So what you have to do? Quit playing a role as a father, or just forget and forgive and carry on doing the same job that you're doing?
3: It, It is so,
1: what you're saying is so true, and it happens all the time, that... People that play the role of fathers often don't get a thank you they deserve in that the children would restrict you are my father on this issue, on this issue, on this issue. But this side of my life, you are not my father, which I think is wrong. If I'm going to be your father, let me be your father throughout. Otherwise, you don't get the total benefit of my fatherliness to you. I, I don't like the role that I'm going to be a father but then I'm not allowed in certain places in your life. I'd rather have but I'd rather be in every, every area and aspect. Because if I'm providing, I should be able to discipline you as well. But sometimes you get this, because most of the time, the, the person is already uh, damaged. Isn't it? For you to have stepped in they are already damaged, maybe from rejection from father, rejection from family or whatever. So, they, they themselves, they are damaged goods. So, your love is something that must be constant. Because that is the only one constant thing in your life. You know, so if you also react negatively, then you are adding to the damage, damages that the child has already suffered. So, I will say to you, continue being a father. Because sometimes, even in your love, your, your, your continuation of your love will correct the person. But it's a very difficult thing. I, I mean, I appreciate, I've been there. I, I am there. So I know what you're talking about. It
3: requires patience.
1: Yeah, yeah, sometimes you feel like quitting. Yes, I've been there. And I'm there. And I'm telling you that your love is... How many have been a roller coaster before? You know, when you're on a roller coaster and it's going around and you're feeling dizzy, sometimes the best way to stop yourself from feeling dizzy is to find one constant. It may be like a little metal or something that doesn't move around. If you focus on that thing, you stop feeling dizzy. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you with me? So, it's for the child, you may be that little pillar in the corner somewhere. If the child is able to focus on you, that roller coaster right, they are suffering or they are moving in. They, they, they can get out of it and feel that they are still able to walk and become normal because of your constant love, constant provision in their lives. So, I'll say to you, continue. Don't give up. Your reward is not with the child. Your reward is in heaven. The child may never say thank you, but that's, that's, doesn't matter. It's God that says thank you as you have done for these little ones, you have done for me.
0: Okay, we have another question from Victoria.
4: I just want to know, how do you deal with them? Well, before you started, you said we, we have so many different fathers, father-in-laws, biological fathers and the rest. So You get into, or you get married to somebody, and then you realize that the person doesn't get on with his father. I'm a person who wants to be at peace with everybody, but I think nowadays you don't really get it. Some can get on with strangers, some don't really get on with family relatives and the rest. But I call myself as a a Christian, and I believe in God, and I know that God wants us to be at peace with everybody. So if you get married to somebody who doesn't get on with his dad, how do you deal with it? Do you just also go on with it? Or you also try as much as possible to get on with the dad? Because I've seen some people who have really tried it. And sometimes you really want to call the dad on such uh, such a day, Mm. but you can't do it because the person that you are married to is not calling the dad. So you become, I don't know whether you call yourself a hypocrite or how do you deal
1: with such thing? Please.
0: Good, good question. Good
1: question.
4: Uh, the,
1: the, the, that's a difficult one. I'm going to answer it in two parts. Number one, don't get into politics, family politics, when you get married. Uh, I, I have I answered? Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a politics like these, this part of the family we don't agree with the other side of the family. So if you are married here, you have to be an enemy of that place. No, don't get involved. You were you came in as a as a married person, but not to take, not to support any role, any any group. Just for you, to have a relationship with a man. And sometimes by you having a relationship with your mom, you can help repair that bridge with your, your husband and his dad. So I will say to you, but then use wisdom. Don't say, I'm going to have a relationship and there's very little nothing you can do about it. I don't care. No, no, no. You're going to spoil your marriage. So use wisdom. The Bible says that through wisdom a house is built. So if you want to build a house up, use wisdom. Okay, so don't play politics and use wisdom to
0: Navigate your way. Okay. Do you have any other? Okay. Another, another question.
2: What happens when um, the father that has not been in a child, in a daughter's life for so many years, and then one day the daughter finds a man that wants to marry? There's this thing whereby the man has to pay a price price to the family of the daughter. (laughs) Mm. However, this guy, you have to reach out to be in touch with him because there's this man that wants to settle down with Mm. you and this is his intention. So for that reason, you have to reach out to your father because he's alive, he's not dead. However, deep down you you feel like this man deserves nothing, not even a penny. (laughs) (laughs) How do you go about that situation? Because at the end of the day, the bride still has to go to him. He's the head of the family. But this head has not been involved for so many years.
1: But somebody played the role of of your father.
2: I have my uncles who I feel like they deserve it. But I have my mom that also would say, for as long as your father is still alive, and our culture-wise, he has to have the bride price. Yeah, but I, deep down, you feel like this man deserves nothing. Nothing. <laughs> How do you go about that? Um,
1: that's 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 a quandary. <laughs> um, I would say, I would say that if I were in your shoes, what I'll do is, if Say, for instance, the the bride price is 100 pounds. I'm going to give my dad because the Bible says honor. It didn't say that honor when he's been a father and looked after you from age zero to to whatever age you're getting married. It says honor means honor. So you show honor by if the bride price is to honor him, it's an instruction from the Bible. So I will give him whatever 20%, 30%, it's still honor. And then give uh, uh, the eighty percent or whatever percent, the larger portion to the one that looked after me, because a father is not just a biological. A father is the one that looked after you. So I would—that is my father, not the one who whose seed I carry, who never played any part in my life.
0: Have I helped? Okay, you know, you've been talking about all types of fathers. Do you have another? All types of fathers. And I think one critical one is also the spiritual father. Who is a spiritual father? And how do you try as much as possible to get the best out of that person? Okay, good question. Who is a spiritual father? A spiritual father
1: is a father like a biological father that gives birth to you. But this time, not physically, but spiritually. For instance, a father in Christ is somebody that leads you to Christ. The father of a church is the one through whom the church is born. A father of a a denomination is the one through whom a denomination, like Church of Pentecost, comes into being through James McQueen. So James McQueen becomes the father of that movement. So all the churches in the whole world, that is Church of Pentecost, find their source from him. So he is the, the spirit, the father of the movement. Then after you've had a, a father in Christ, father of a church, father of a, um, a movement, you you have a, a father that bets you into something like a father that bets you into ministry. You know, so you're a Christian, you're a member of a church, or you go to church, and then somebody gives birth to you as calls you. You can do this and puts you in ministry, like Paul said to Timothy, or oh, he says that in the in the ministry on the gospel, I have begotten you, I've given birth to you in the ministry. So he becomes your father, and everything natural mirrors in the spiritual. If you want to get the best out of a father. A, a, a Biological father, the way you behave is the same way you must behave. You want to get the best out of a spiritual father.
3: So I just, I just wanted to ask a question relating to what you mentioned about um, the, the your your um, father in Christ, mm. the one probably that maybe led you to Christ, mm. and um, the one who birthed you into ministry. Um, how, how do they, those, those two differ? Are they, how, do, how are they
1: different? Sometimes they can be one in the same. Okay. Sometimes you can have a father that uh, in Christ that led you to Christ. And a father that led you to ministry is the same person. Sometimes they can be different. You know, like for my case, my father in Christ that led me to Christ is different from my father that led me to ministry but I treat them both as my fathers. Now, what I get from my father in Christ is different from what I get from my father in ministry because if it has to do with ministerial things. I don't necessarily go back to my father in Christ because maybe they are not even in ministry. So they cannot really help, but I still acknowledge them because they play that role. Have answered your question?
0: So, with respect to spiritual fathers and all types of fathers, how how impactful or powerful are the words, whether good or bad, in the lives of children?
1: How good, how impactful are the words, a blessing or curse mm-hmm. of a spiritual father is dependent on the son or the child? Mm. Bible says the curse costless will not happen. You know, there are some. Spiritual fathers, as soon as they get angry, they curse. And it's like, maybe, say for instance, you are in my church, and I'm your spiritual father. Then one day, you leave the church. And for the fact that you have worked out, may you never prosper. May you never, that that thing doesn't work. And just, just, just don't, don't let it even worry you. Just move on. Aid me, because when I came to your church, God had led me. When I left your church, Satan was leading me. How do you square that circle? <laughs> you know, there, 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 there are reasons. I'm not saying that we as sons don't make mistakes. Just as fathers, spiritual or otherwise, also make mistakes. But if, for instance, if you in your heart of heart, you know you, haven't, you have done things right. And they want to curse. That's fine. Let them curse. It will not happen. But I will say that I will do whatever I have to do to incur the blessing of a father. Because the blessing of a spiritual father also works for you. Just as the biological father. A lot of people are afraid of the curse or the blessing of a spiritual father. And not afraid of the curse or the blessing of a natural father. But I am telling you that both of them carry equal weight. Okay. Uh, even more likely the, the uh, biological father carries more weight. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so what are some of the mistakes that is a no-no for a father? Like it's a cardinal mistake you try as much as possible to avoid. As a father. As a father.
1: As a father, never shake your responsibilities. Never ever shake your responsibility, number one. Number two, don't be selfish. The children did not beg to come into the world. You thought you were a man. And you took a woman. (laughs) And you (laughs) impregnated her. (laughs) And you have a baby. Come out. The day the child is born, that's the day your life changed for good. So you can never be a boy ever again, no matter what your age is. Now you're a father, you're supposed to be a man, which means you're supposed to take on responsibility. Don't say that, uh, uh, I, I've seen a new shirt in, um, uh, what do you call it? T- TK Max or Mac uh, uh, Nike. I've seen some new shoes, new trainers. That is a, uh, uh, Fifteen ninety nine or, or, or hundred and fifty pounds, and, and uh, my child's uh, diapers and everything comes to the same amount. So I'm going to buy the Nike because it's on 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 uh, on sale. No, the day you became a father, that's the day you gave up your Nikes and your Pumas and your Adidas. You gave it up because now you have a child, and that child needs to be taken care of. So that is responsibility. Otherwise, you are not worth, worthy to be called a father. A lot of people like ah, I'm a baby daddy, I'm a daddy, I'm a daddy, but they don't do anything. <laughs> daddy means put your money down.
6: Amen. Amen.
0: Okay, so I want to ask a very personal question. That so, what are some of the mistakes? Or what are some of the things that your dad did that you will repeat and those that you will, you will not repeat?
2: Mm,
1: that's a difficult one. <laughs> the, the things that my father did that I, for me, when I was growing up, a young person, I was always my father's, nobody would go stay with my father in chat. I'm the only I'll go and sit there. sometimes I sit there and he smacks me and I'm still there. you know When I grew up into teenagers, I didn't want to have that much of a relationship because I could see all his meanness and his wickedness and everything. Then when I grew up a little bit more, I became you know like matured and everything then I realized that this man was not as bad as I had been led to believe or I thought. Then when I grew a little bit more, he became my hero. If you ask me, my father is my hero today. You get it. What I admire about my father is his work ethics. My father was a hard worker. And he works hard to provide for his family. He may not show love, but he's always, work. he worked till he was 80, 81. He was still working. He was never, my. I never saw my father sit, at home, idle. I don't have anywhere to go today. He was always working, and that is something that I hope my children would also do. Because one day I asked my father, You have a lot of money, you have been successful. Why don't you, you know, be happy? I've never seen my father go on holiday, I never saw it. You know, take it easy. We are going on holiday, we are going to even sit at the beach. No you rather go to work, you know, but I, I take my children on holiday. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I hope I am learning to take the good things and the things that I thought were not so good. I don't repeat them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I, do you have any question? Like, okay, Glennis, you take two more questions than Ruby, or more.
7: Hi, so going back to what you were saying about having multiple fathers, um, sometimes you can have like all your spiritual father, your ministerial father, your biological father, they can all be the same person. And you talked about how each you treat them the same, but you receive different things for them. How do you go about when you approach them and when you're interacting with them, how do you go about trying to get out, I don't know, the spiritual side, blessings or the biological, the blessings that you get from your biological father, how do you separate them or do they all kind of come as uh, at once and how do you relate to all these different people but they're the same person?
1: I think I, I, I can use my son as an example. Kiran, do you want to say something? Because I, I think for him, I am everything
2: mm-hmm.
5: in yeah, one. Yeah.
1: So maybe he'll be a better person to
5: answer. Yeah, so a good example, last week's Sunday, oh Francis Why? Last <laughs> week's Sunday, <laughs> we, we were after church, we were at home in the house, you know, just hanging about. Then Dad was like, okay, let's go play golf. So we went to go play golf, and we were just talking, joking. Then I asked my dad a question that I've been thinking about in regards to church, and let's say, how to counsel people and when to get, I think either that or uh, either evangelism, I'm not too sure which one it was. I think was it evangelism first. And then we're talking about that. And then from there we went to how to give good counsel at the right time and know what to say and when to say it. And he just answered the question there and then. And from there we went back to joking as we had been playing golf and that. But that stayed with me throughout the whole week, you know, the advice. And it wasn't more than two sentences. You know so i think it's just when well, if you if you have a question because questions for me questions come at certain times just ask it there and then you know and the answer will, the answer will stay with you if that makes sense
1: because <laughs> most of the time you wear many hats you know and it's like okay wait i'm taking the heart of a father down let me put the spiritual heart what was the question again Then I, no it doesn't happen like that so most of the time If you have like all of them in one, you learn how to take it. This is a spiritual advice. This is a fatherly advice. This is a a advice from a friend. Have I answered your question? Yeah. But whatever it is, make sure you, you glean as much as you can from them. Because that's what they are. They, They are a good resource
0: in life. Okay. So, I will ask the last question. So what legacy should a father, what legacy should a father leave for, the sons and daughters? The
1: Bible says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Uh, I think I've said this to my my, my children before. Whatever I leave is not for you. The house houses I will leave when I'm gone is not for them, it's for their children. Because that is what qualifies me to be a good person. Are you with me? What whatever my father left is not for me. Because one day I read in the Bible that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So from that day I realized that anything my father leaves is not for me, it's for my children. So everything my father left is going to them everything i leave is going to their children are you getting it so my legacy is not for them
0: it's for their children
1: Are you? so, so I whatever will, they,
0: they i will allow you to continue but this logic that is following so if your father did not leave anything so that means your children <laughs> <laughs> no you asked me you asked me <laughs> <laughs> that means your children are not getting
1: it. Oh. No, 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 no. You asked me a personal question. Yes. So I gave you a personal answer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Are you with me? You asked me a personal question. So I gave you a personal answer that whatever my, 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 my father left, some things. And I'm saying that those things, in my eyes, are not mine. Okay. Are you with me? So those things I'm giving to them. And what I'm leaving, I'm telling them here and now that it's not theirs. Mm. So never ever think that my father has this so it's mine. No, no, no. It's not for you. Okay. You know, so what happens to the father who leaves nothing? nothing. Some, people, some fathers leave debt.
6: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some fathers leave debt. Uh,
1: uh, So, So, uh, but I mean, I think that a father's legacy has nothing to do with the goods, houses, cars, or anything they, they leave. A father's legacy for the child is education, number one. Number two, discipline. Number three, good upbringing. Number four, the fear of God. If you leave these four, you have left a good legacy for your children.
0: Okay, so Shalyn. Oh, no question. Okay, Prince. Yeah. Hello. 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 I don't know. You have to. Okay. Okay. My question is. Hello. We are standing by the the worst Hello. Okay. <laughs> because some people are listening. Um, my question goes back to. Um, you know, spiritual fathers and fathers in ministry, especially those two. Um, in an environment where there's, for example, our church, for example, it's, uh, it's at the initial stage, it's quite small, so you have, there's easy accessibility to, you know, your, your father in ministry and that sort of stuff. How do you um, not allow that familiarity to sort of stop you from receiving the stuff that you need from them because it, like I said, it's quite easy to become too familiar and then you know th- you, you lose sight of certain things and not receive everything that you probably should have received from them.
1: Good question. Um, I, I think that has to do with you, has nothing to do with the father, you know. Uh, Noah had for three, was it three sons? Three Ham, Shem Shem and Japheth. When Noah got drunk, Ham and Shem, uh, Shem and Japheth went walked backwards with a a, a cloth and went to cover their father's nakedness. Ham, on the other hand, was laughing at the father's nakedness because it was too familiar. So it has nothing to do with the father. The father can be joking and laughing and everything. If you take him as a joker, then that's what you're going to receive. If you take him as a a man of God, a prophet, then you receive the prophet's reward. You get it. So I will say to you, never ever, you can be playing and playful and everything, but never get too familiar and never despise your spiritual father or your biological father because you, you are the loser in the end, not them.
0: Okay. yeah. I don't know if I sort of qualify to add anything, but I also think that you know, when we we're talking about fathers and everything, one of the things that kept coming is the voice that sort of you hear. And if continuously you sort of hear that person's voice in your life. Because if it becomes like once in a while, you might not still be able to sort of so the more you hear about the person and like for instance, maybe you were saying and Kieran was also talking about, maybe he'd be saying something and be joking. but I also think it also has to do with us trying to be a little bit sensitive and get to know that this thing that he's saying, is not just, yeah, because sometimes he says that joke but it ends up even coming to pass. And he said, oh, he said that. So I think it all has to do with how reading we will also be, be able to spot out some of the things that he
6: says. Okay, okay, so that would be our last. Yeah. yeah, mine is not a question, it's just an add-on. Um you know what Reverend was talking, like when we say like father figure, yeah, when we say father figure, like let me let me take myself as an example. I I personally didn't grow up having that fatherly love father looking after you and all that but there is one thing that i learned in the bible which got me very scared and i was just saying it the other time that honor your father and mother honor your father which is the first promise which is the first commandment with the promise and you may live long in the days of your life Mm -hmm. so i remember uh, when i went back home to africa and then i went to kneel down in front of my dad just to bless me that that is that was there so my dad just said what he has to say and then he just blessed me so a few weeks later he died and one thing i noticed no matter what if the dad look after you or not that blessing has got a very positive impact in your life and It continues as you grow up. So I believe that it does not necessarily mean that your father needs to be there for you all the time. But if there is any blessings that you need in life, you need to get in touch with your father if he is alive. For him to shower that blessings upon you and definitely it will come to pass in your life. Amen. Amen. Okay,
1: so we are happy. All right.
3: Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Right.